in this session of Look at the Book, let's ask about the relationship between prayer and um, anxiety and peace. Prayer, anxiety, and peace. And to look at that relationship, we're going to ask how verses 6 and 7 of Philippians 4 are structured. Father, I pray that you would not only illumine our minds with the relationship between freedom from anxiety, prayer, and peace, but also work these miracles in us and show us how to move out of anxiety into peace through prayer. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes, surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So when I read something like that, I first want to step back and see, now what, what pattern do I see here? What groupings or pieces are there to relate to each other? And see if, see if you join me in, in seeing this. The first thing I would say is that do not be anxious about anything stands out. And then everything in the rest of verse 6 is all about prayer, right? It's all prayer. Prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, requests be made known to God. So this is, this is no anxiety. And this is prayer. And then verse 7, And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So this is all about this peace. So here is the anxiety peace. That is, be free from it. Here's the peace peace, <laughs> the peace part have it, be full of it, and let it guard you. And in the middle, so let's put peace here. And in the middle is, is prayer. And the, the question I have is, what's the relationship between, between these three parts? How is Paul thinking? And whenever we ask about relationships, we, we look first at the words that connect them. So here's a but, and here's an and. So, and, and but. But that's kind of odd here. What, what is the relationship? It's But ordinarily might just say, well, instead of this, do this. So, be done with anxiety and be much in prayer. Don't do this, but do this, which would which would leave the connection just kind of dangling, wouldn't it? Like you've got two alternatives. You can, you can pray or you can be anxious. But it doesn't tell us about the relationship between the two. And surely Paul is saying more than 
well, you've got alternative activities here. Isn't he saying that if you pray and if you ask God for things, so supplication is the more specific uh, dimension of prayer. Prayer is general. Supplication is asking for things, and he, he makes that explicit here. you got lots of requests. Ask him. Well, what are those requests? Those requests are about these anxieties here. And so these are not just two separate activities. This activity, namely the activity of prayer, is intended to be the, the means by which this activity is overcome. And we see that in several other texts. For example, Romans, I mean Psalm 55, 22, cast your burden, cast your burden on the Lord and he'll sustain you. So these burdens here are to be cast upon the Lord in prayer. Or 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxieties, and there's the very word, cast all your anxieties on him because he, he cares for you, which is why this word thanksgiving is so important. So he says, don't be anxious, but, and yes, but ordinarily simply says here's an alternative activity, but this alternative activity is a means to getting rid of that activity, namely anxiety. So be careful that you don't limit your thinking and your insight to in relationships to the ordinary meaning of a word like but. Simple words like but and and can carry a lot more freight and, and let me say one more thing before we go down here to this and about this word thanksgiving. When you pray about your anxieties, we should be praying with thanksgiving, meaning that when we come to God, God doesn't want us to come saying, I don't think he's really going to do anything. I don't think he's a very generous God. I don't think there's anything to give him thanks for. That's exactly the opposite of the way we're to think about coming to God. And so um, when you go to a text like Hebrews eleven six, without faith it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards. If, if you must believe that he's a rewarder, that's just another way of saying, let's go to God with a heart of expectancy and thanksgiving. And just later in Philippians, like how many verses later is that? 13 verses, 12 verses. My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So be, be thankful when you go. He's made you a promise that he's going to supply every need. And it's this prayer in that attitude of expectancy at Thanksgiving that's going to overcome these anxieties. Now, what follows the statement or the command to pray is, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And there again, and ordinarily means, well, here's just another thing that's going to happen. <laughs> and we know that um, this peace that passes all understanding is the fruit of this prayer. And we do that all the time. We use the word and that way. Come and I'll give you something to eat. In other words, the coming is the means by which you'll get something to eat. Exercise and you'll grow stronger. So and here is not just sequence, it's 
effect, the effect of this praying is going to be peace. And, and then the question arises, uh, is no anxiety just the flip side of peace? So if you have no anxiety, you have peace. I don't think so. First of all, because peace is, is a much fuller term than just absence of anxiety. But look at this. Here's another reason. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, that means, I think, it, God gives you a peace that mere human reason cannot account for. And this peace will guard your hearts. Now, will guard them from what? Well, wouldn't the most natural contextual answer be these anxieties? It's going to guard your heart from uh, those anxieties. It's going to guard your mind against... The heart feels anxiety, but the mind, oh my goodness, the mind can go into overdrive in providing all kinds of fearful scenarios. Like when you're a kid and your mom and dad are late coming home and your heart starts to feel anxiety, what does your mind do? Well, they might have had an accident and somebody might have shot them and uh, who knows? You know, the mind does all kinds of things. And, and this prayer that gives this peace, that, that this peace that passes understanding guards our minds from that kind of out-of-control overdrive of scenarios of fear and our hearts from anxiety, which means that peace is not just the flip side of no anxiety. It's a means to no anxiety, right? It's the guard against anxiety, which, which means that peace is, is bigger than the absence of anxiety. And that leads us to something else that I want to do in, in one more session on these verses that's so important in how it relates to the rest of the book. But for now, the main thing to see here is that uh, right in the in the middle, this prayer piece here, this prayer piece here is the key to both the peace that passes understanding and the freedom from anxiety. He could hardly say anything greater about the importance and centrality of expectant, thankful prayer in our lives.